Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Becker's Healthcare Podcast Series. I'm Erica Spicer-Mason, a writer and editor for Becker's Healthcare. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by two guests from City of Hope. We have with us Dr. Maury Markman, the President of Medicine and Science, and Dr. Vijay Trisal, the Surgical Oncologist and Chief Medical Officer. Today, they're going to share with us some more details about the exciting integration of City of Hope and Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Dr. Markman and Dr. Trissel, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Erica. Thank you for inviting us. It's a joy. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Well, it's wonderful to have you both here, and I really am quite excited to learn more about this integration. I know this is a really, di- a really big deal for City of Hope, so excited to learn some more, um, but I'd like to start broad for some of our listeners who might be new to City of Hope. Um, I'm wondering if you can both each tell me a little bit more about how you got your start with City of Hope and also how your roles have evolved in the past year with this big integration with Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Um, so wondering if you could just speak to that a little bit and what you're focusing on now. Uh, maybe we can start with you, Dr. Markman. Well, it's a pleasure. Um, again, Dr. Maury Markman, uh, I have uh, actually been with uh, with the organization, that now we're talking about the legacy CTCA, for a little more than a, a decade. Um, and basically in charge of the uh, clinical and research activities of the organization. Prior to joining um, Legacy CTCA, I was the Vice President for Clinical Research at MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston. Prior to that, I was the Director of the Cancer Center uh, at the Cleveland Clinic, uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And prior to that, I was the Vice Chair of the Department of Medicine at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. So I've had a long uh, experience. I'm actually a medical oncologist. Uh, my own areas of interest are specifically in gynecologic cancer. So I've had a long Long experience, uh, both in the the academic um, and the, and the national cancer sphere, and very briefly, I joined Legacy CTCA a decade ago because I wanted to go into the community because that's 85, 90% of where patients are treated, and uh, I felt that's where I wanted to be. And now with this integration, which we're going to talk about, this is just an incredibly unique, incredibly important um, event that is happening. And Erica, uh, I'm what they call a lifer at City of Hope. I I started my career here as a trainee in uh, early 2000, 2001, in fact, and have been here for more than 20 years. And just to give you an idea about how people are aligned to City of Hope, how much they like working here, I am kind of the the young person or uh, or the person that has been here the shorter period of time, the people here who've been here for 50 years. And I have taken this role uh, of the chief medical officer over the last five years, most of which are occupied by COVID. And in the last year, going back to your question, this integration effort has uh, re-energized a lot of the people here because the, the thinking that we can now take our work, our science, our uh, compassion, our people, our expertise across the whole country. And that has um, uh, that has really created this ability to take those uh, those uniqueness that is in Southern California and have them in Atlanta, Chicago, Phoenix. Absolutely. And thank you both 
so much for sharing a little bit more of your backstory. Um, it's great to know that context. And Dr. Trissall, love what you said about being a lifer <laughs> at City of Hope. Um, so I think you're you're the best person to answer this question first. And that, Dr. Markman, I'd love to hear from you as well. But I'm wondering, Dr. Trissall, if you could just say a little bit more about City of Hope. What is it all about? What makes it so special and unique in the healthcare space? I think it goes back to the roots, Erica. We started in Duarte, which is about 30 miles north of downtown Los Angeles, as a tubercular sanatorium uh, 110 years back. And the focus at that time was taking care of patients who had life-threatening diseases. And as tuberculosis became less of a scourge, treatments came about. We focused our attention on diabetes, neurological disorders, and then quickly understood that cancer is going to become the biggest life-threatening problem that we'll face in the future generations. And as we moved towards developing new therapies, as we moved towards expanding and getting care closer to people in the network, in the communities, the one thing that bound us together was the same care and compassion that had started with when we opened the two tents for the patients with tuberculosis, where you may not have treatment, but the care, the nutrition, the emotional component, the psychological component that impacts the families, impacts the patients themselves, impacts the communities. So that is what has been the common theme. And when we looked at getting Phoenix, Atlanta, Chicago together as one city of hope under one umbrella, that common theme joins us and it cuts across those different states. And that's what binds us together. So if, if I had to say about one or two things that are unique about City of Hope, it is how when a patient comes through here, how we are able to take care of all the needs of the patient and we take it from the patient's perspective. And that's the same way the erstwhile organization that was in Phoenix, Atlanta, Chicago had taken care of them. Mori, anything else to add? Yeah, I, I could not possibly have said it better, Vijay. That you said it as clearly as can be stated. I, I had a, a little, little uh, unique uh, aspect of this, uh, not on my resume, but something that I'm um, very proud of and very uh, knowledgeable about. I actually grew up in Southern California. And the reason I say that is I've known about City of Hope for well over 60 years. My aunt was a fundraiser for the organization more than 60 years ago. And I've known about City of Hope. I, I, as growing up there, I knew the name. I, I knew what it did. I, I knew its reputation. It was an extraordinary organization than it is now, but it was in Duarte. And people came to Duarte. And between the, the research institutes, and people know the history, uh, CAR-T, Stem Cell Program, the premier program in, in, in the world, as far as I'm concerned. But the point is, it was localized. And I think what's happened here, and this is my, my, my words, is a decision was made a number of years ago by the leadership of City of Hope that they wanted to expand the opportunity for patients in many geographical areas to benefit from the knowledge, the expertise, the research, the quality of the care, and that's what they did. And they saw this as an opportunity, Legacy CTCA, to expand that mission 
And that's the journey we're on. It's an extraordinary powerful message, extraordinary opportunity for now for cancer patients and their families across the country to participate in, to be able to benefit from this extraordinary history, extraordinary expertise, extraordinary research that we know is City of Hope. And think about it, Erica, if you look at the outcomes of cancer, how long do you survive from a complex cancer? The difference between the patients that come to a comprehensive cancer center like City of Hope, and if you go to a hospital that is close by, that does not focus on cancer, there is a 10 point difference. So instead of having an 80% survival rate, you drop down to 70% survival rate. So when, when I look at it and say, hey, at City of Hope Duarte, the patients come through the door and they have a 10 point better survival, it becomes our responsibility. It is not just expansion for expansion's sake. I think it becomes our responsibility that if we have such treatments, that we have such processes, that we have such algorithms, we have such people, that it becomes our responsibility to take them everywhere where that is needed. If you look at survival based on your geography, on your zip code, the difference in dying from a cancer goes from 200 per 100,000 to 110 per 100,000. So just because you live in a certain zip code, your chances of survival drop 90 per 100,000. So that is a huge gap. And that gap is because cancer is becoming so much more complex. Uh, the knowledge base that is required to be able to get the best treatments is becoming broader and broader and broader. And very few in this country can, and it happens only if you're subspecializing, can take that knowledge and get the best to the patients anywhere. Just to add to that, again, uh, those are accurate facts and they're rather striking facts. But the reality is, is not every patient can come to Duarte. Not every patient can go to Memorial Sloan Kettering. Wherever it may be, where, the, where those experts are, it's not realistic to think anybody could travel that kind of distance. And certainly, uh, for for a continuum of care that might go over months to years. And that's, of course, is the reality of 80 to 90 percent of patients are taken care of in the community. So the concept of recognizing that care is local has to be local. It's not rational think it would be otherwise for the majority of our population. The idea of then taking that expertise that exists at City of Hope and being able to transport it. And again, I'm really oversimplifying what we're talking about here, but the idea that in theory, conceptually, that we can simply move that kind of quality care. And again, we'll talk a little bit about how we're doing it. Um, but to do that and have people be able to generate, have that care in the community is the goal here. And that's what we're doing. Mori, I would add one more thing, and this is in our mission statement. I, I, I've seen mission statements of multiple multiple hospitals, and I don't remember even one of them. But there are two mission statements I remember at City of Hope, one of which is our Golter Gate, which is uh, in, in our Rose Garden 
that was said by our first president, Sam Goldrich. He said that there's no profit in curing the body if in the process you destroy the soul. And that theme has been a common theme across City of Hope anywhere. But the other part of the mission statement that I want to talk about is we have talked about being at the center of getting treatments and cures to diabetes and cancer. And when we talk about being at the center, it is not just that we are leading and we are the only ones that can do this, but creating a halo effect wherever we go and getting other people along. So it's not just that if we are in Atlanta, Phoenix, or Chicago, that we are looking at just that site improving care, but having that halo effect where we take our knowledge, take our expertise, and create those unique learning platforms and learning networks that others, even if patients are not directly connected to City of Hope, they benefit from that because of the exchange of knowledge, because of people rotating through those centers, because of creating those tumor boards locally that can help even the local hospitals improve their care. So it is this halo effect of City of Hope in the community that will have a broader impact, much like when I talk about, many of you might have heard that insulin was synthesized. The first insulin was synthesized at City of Hope Duarte. In fact, anybody anywhere in the world, they wouldn't even know, haven't heard of City of Hope, they benefit from that science. Their lives are saved from that science. And that is similar to what is happening in oncology today. Many of these discoveries that are happening at City of Hope, many of the cancer drugs that you have heard of are based on the monoclonal antibody technology that was developed by Art Riggs at City of Hope. So it is not just an impact of here is City of Hope come to us and get care, but also how we lift the communities from an educational perspective, from a science perspective, and that becomes our responsibility. Agreed. Well, thank you both so much for sharing that broader context and really the history of City of Hope and how it came to be. I, I noticed so many themes across what you were both sharing, which was you know, City of Hope's responsiveness to the community and issues at hand, going from focusing on tuberculosis to cancer, um, so not just being responsive to what's going on, but also resilient and really considering, um, you know, how do you have that community focus, but then also when able, if you can expand that great care, you know, it sounds like that's what's kind of in this next chapter of figuring out, well, you've already figured it out with the integration and we can touch more on that. But um, again, I really appreciate you both sharing those details. And so I'd like to shift a little bit more into the, the details of the integration itself. Um, both of you have alluded to kind of why CTCA was a great partner for City of Hope um, as far as the expansion goes, um, but I'm sure there are other qualities or characteristics that led you to that decision as well. So Dr. Markman, maybe you can get us started by sharing a little bit more about what made CTCA the right partner. Very good question. I, obviously, my comments are going to relate to uh, what what I view it on the, you might say, from the legacy CTCA side. Obviously, City of Hope had their 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 thought processes, which at the time, of course, I, I wasn't part of. I, I think it really came down to uh, 
you know, they they saw, and and certainly I I see uh, a program that is uh, one that is focused on the patient. Uh, that's what C T Legacy CTCA certainly was known for. Um, very strong uh, relationships with their patients, documented by lots of surveys. Uh, quality of care was uh, was uh, and, and is excellent. Um, but we are standalone cancer centers. Uh, and it, what I, the point I'm making about that is this is, you know, full cancer hospitals. So, um, you know, inpatient surgery, we have radiation oncology, obviously medical oncology, supportive services and intensive cares. So in some ways it, it's very complementary to, you could say, well, you know, obviously Duarte has all of that. So by joining with City of Hope, what City of Hope got was cancer programs, full-fledged cancer programs, which they then could mold and grow. Um, and I think that's what they saw. We, they also saw an organization that was ready uh, because again, now on the on the legacy CTCA side, I and someone who's been doing this now for many decades, uh, the complexity of cancer care uh, is incredible and only getting more complex. It's a good thing because there are so many new options. There's so many different options, uh, so many different drugs, immunotherapy, you know, CAR T, and on and on. That's wonderful, but it's complex. So the idea of joining with an organization that um, focuses so much on this type of effort uh, and has focused on this effort for decades and decades was really important uh, in this in this combination. And one thing I would reiterate, and I think Maury, you already mentioned this, we are the only oncology system in the country today. There are only three freestanding oncology cancer centers in this country today. It's City of Hope, it's Moffitt, it's Memorial Sloan Kettering. What that means is that Oncology is our first and only priority. Cancer is our first and only priority. If you ask an academic medical center, their priority, it will be the medical school, it will be the football team, it will be cardiology, it will be orthopedics, it will be babies, and all of those are critically important. Maybe not the football team, but, but everything else. <laughs> and cancer becomes sixth or seventh or eighth priority. And when that happens, you are not focused on delivering those newer treatments before they are available in the market. And creating a system across the country that is not only oncology system is the uniqueness. And what was attractive about these sites in Phoenix, Atlanta, Chicago is number one, that they were cancer only places. So we could focus on that one discipline. Number two was the way care was delivered. If I go to Atlanta, Chicago, or Phoenix, and I close my eyes, and I listen to the people, I feel like I am in Duarte or in Orange County, because the way people care about the patients, the way they understand what is going on in the patient's mind doesn't happen per chance. It is who you recruit, how you train them, how you explain what is happening on the patient's mind and how you interact with them. While that may seem 
very touchy feely or soft skills it is such a critical component i'll give you this example which may elucidate that many of the patients who come for clinical trials to city of hope they have been to other hospitals and they say the other hospitals were very, very open when we were on that clinical trial. But as soon as we fell off that clinical trial, it was like we did not exist. And that is the difference between when you go through a cancer system, when you go through an oncology only place, is that the focus is not only on cures, the focus is on care. So the two things that really overlapped between the erstwhile CTC and City of Hope. Number one was oncology focus. All we take care of is cancer. Number two was the manner in which we take care of care cancer, the people that were there. Uh, and that is not easy to develop. Absolutely. Thanks, Dr. Trisal. That's really helpful to know. And that laser focus at the Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix locations um, that really comes through. And I can understand why those were uh, appealing partners for City of Hope. So I'm wondering if you can say a little bit more about post-acquisition. There was a rebranding of these locations in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix. I'm wondering, Dr. Trisal, if you can say just a little bit more about the purpose of changing the facility's names and also why that change didn't happen until about a year after the integration. The change on the branding is a promise. It is a promise from City of Hope that when you come through the doors of a facility that has a City of Hope name on it, and we will promise that you will get the best chance of cures and the best chance of control of disease under that site. And when we put that board on that building, it means that the care, the care that will be delivered will be the city of hope care and it it took uh, some time for a couple of reasons number one we needed to make sure that the sites in phoenix atlanta chicago were going to not for profit as you know the erstwhile ctca was a for-profit organization we need to convert that there was some legalese some work we had to do to to, to be able to get there and the other thing was the, the services that needed to be delivered, needed to get up to par of City of Hope, and that took some time to get there. We can today talk about services that are developed at Duarte. Not all of those services are available at every place, but when we promise that we'll take care of you, it will be with the same quality. And that is the promise of that board, not just uh, branding for branding's sake. Great. Thanks, Dr. Trisal. Um, Dr. Markman, do you have anything to add there? No, I just, uh, no, again, Vijay uh, um, has said it very clearly. I, I think the other, uh, again, from my perspective, when a uh, patient calls or they and their families walk into the building, you know, the proverbial, well, I'm going to get care, we wanted to make sure that we could actually say to them, yes, this is not just a change of uh, words and name on a um, on a building. Uh, we are, although it, it obviously continue, it's a it, it's a continuing process, but we are at the point we've done that. 
we are one and and we can say that today and you know, we have lots of examples of that but so i think if it, you know uh there's a took a little bit of time to do that we're there now i think we can again uh very clearly say to um our patients their families others that ask that uh this is um one city of hope today thanks dr markman that's I, you know it's as you're describing this it's really making me think about how something is seemingly innocuous as a name change really can represent so much more. And um, it sounds like City of Hope was really intentional with the approach there. So I appreciate that context. And also, you know, speaking of recognition, I know that City of Hope was recognized by U.S. News and World Report as one of the top 10 cancer hospitals in the country. Um, so Dr. Markman, I'm wondering if you can say a little bit more about how you're bringing that reputation, the know-how and the expertise, how is that being brought to the new locations? And what steps are you taking to enhance patient's experience and also quality of care? Uh, we have limited time. <laughs> we can speak for an hour on this topic. Uh, but just it, <laughs> it, it's so important. It's such an important question. And obviously, it gets down to you know, individual you know, services. Uh, you know, and particularly we could talk about, you know, individual programs and how we're building this out and how, what are the communication strategies between the doctors? So I'm not, I've obviously, that I'm not going to go into those kinds of details, but I think the important point is, is we start with quality. BJ mentioned it, it's quality. So when somebody comes in and uh, is, is cared for in City of Hope, Atlanta, City of Hope, Chicago, City of Hope, Phoenix, they can be assured that we follow the same quality standards we have the same quality oversight. We review the quality of the surgery, the radiation, uh, the pathways we use are the same. We have regular communication and, and we're obviously, you know, the reality is, is that, uh, you know, we do have three different time zones, of course. Uh, we're across the country. Uh, doctors are very busy. They, of course, you know, surgeons in the operating room. So you, you have to figure out a ways of having this optimal communication because we are a national program. That's happening. We're working on that. I think the, the key is, is that um, we can focus on the quality, show the quality, demonstrate the quality, show the processes that we have, the oversight we have, the reviews we have. And then I will add a very important uh, component of this is um, academic appointments, which now the legacy uh, CTCA doctors are part of the City of Hope academic community. Uh, we are working together, I mean, locked together in recruitment, in efforts to recruit uh, the outstanding clinicians across the country uh, to come and join us. Uh, it, obviously, Duarte has been doing that for a long time. City of Hope, Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix is part of that effort. It's tied together. It's tied together with the clinical chairs in the various departments. Uh, this is, of course, an evolving process, an ongoing process. Uh, optimizing communication does take time. Uh, but the fact of the matter is we're on this journey. We're a long way uh, along this journey. And again, I'll come back to the issue of quality, assuring the same quality as in Duarte. And that's where we are today. Absolutely. Thanks, Dr. Markman. Um, and I know that we have limited time today, and I want to respect your busy schedules, but I, I just want to end on talking just a little bit more about, you know, where we're at or where you're at in the integration 
currently. I know that integrations, especially ones of this scale, take time, and that integration process is still ongoing. So I'm wondering if you can both say um, for our listeners, just what exciting developments are ahead and also looking to the long term, what do you envision as the final outcome of these efforts? Dr. Trissall, maybe you can speak to that first. Yeah, let me give a couple of examples, because in the end, it is what matters to communities, what matters to patients. CDF-FOB is the largest and with the best outcomes of transplant, bone marrow transplant I'm talking about, in the country. We have had these improvements over years and year after year after year were better than expected outcomes. And that doesn't happen per chance. That is because of the people, because of the processes, because of how we learn from what we do. And there's a certain secret sauce at City of Hope in bone marrow transplant. I'm using one example. And when you take that and you apply it to other sites, you see that the outcomes are the same. And that improved outcomes is what energizes me. Take unique diseases like huge liver cancers or colon cancers or rectal cancers or esophageal cancers or sarcomas. Sarcomas are rare diseases. You see about 1,500 uh, retropenal sarcomas in this country every, um, every year. And many doctors in this country have never seen a sarcoma in their lifetime, many doctors. But when you look at when they come to City of Hope, you are leveraging the whole city of hope. You have 500 years of experience around the table, and that goes into finding the best treatments. So what excites and energizes me is what those lucky few that would be able to come to Duarte and to Orange County sites and our network, what they get from coming to city of hope is possible now for people in these three other states and many other, like I mentioned, the halo effect. That is what energizes me. That's when I look at it, I see a network that is able to be the insulin of the future where the treatments are available. They may not even know it's coming from City of Hope, but those discoveries, those clinical trials that we're developing at Duarte are able to be exported to these sites. And we're getting the intelligence of both these organizations to get better treatments to the people. That's what excites me, and that's what excites a lot of people that are around me here today. Certainly very exciting, and I appreciate you sharing that, Dr. Trissall. Dr. Markman, do you have any final words you'd like to share? I would just like to say this is, I think, extraordinary, this event, these events, uh, as relates to cancer patients in the three large regions we're talking about, Atlanta, Chicago and Phoenix, to have the opportunity to become, if you become patients, your families become patients, um, of an organization that is now directly tied to, in my opinion, the premier cancer program in America and probably the world. And it's the know-how, it's the knowledge, it's the focus on the patients. It's, um, BJ talked about the rare tumor types. I will add the Precision Medicine, the Molecular Medicine Program, which has revolutionized cancer care over the last decade and will change it beyond something we can even think about in the future. The program at City of Hope is a leader, if not the leader in the world. So patients in the City of Hope, Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix sites are able to benefit from that today and will in the future 
from that extraordinary expertise, knowledge, continually updating what we know, making sure patients have the availability of trials if they're interested in it, and the standard of care, complex care that's going on, Vijay mentioned sarcomas, for example, um, that they have that opportunity to have the care being provided by and coordinated by the experts that are also at their sites. But this combined, it's called brain power across the country is extraordinary. And that's the journey we're on on behalf of our patients. And that's incredibly exciting. Well, thank you both. That excitement is contagious. And what you said, Dr. Markman, about the, the brain power, the network of brain power that's you know, expanded across the country now with this integration. It's really exciting and full of possibility for, for cancer patients. So I want to thank you both again for joining me today for the discussion. Thank you, Erica. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you again. It's been a pleasure on my end too. And I'd also like to thank our sponsor today, City of Hope. You can tune into more podcasts and virtual events from Becker's Healthcare by visiting beckershospitalreview.com.